Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Monday morning. So I was up late last night to watch the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Chargers in L.A. 30-27. to 27. Uh, A little scared at the beginning because, of course, we were without Juju. Um, it would have been interesting to see what happened uh, if we had him in that game as far as the game plan. And then early on, we lose Tony, which is kind of, uh, but you know what? All of a sudden, Chiefs can run the ball. Well, you have to understand that they were also running against the second worst team in rushing defense in the National Football mm-hmm. League, a team that gives up almost five and a half yards per carry, and that doesn't work. Therefore, Isaiah Pacheco had a big night, 107 yards on the ground, and that really was a key. There were several keys in this game, but it's the aerial game, Mahomes to Kelsey, that is the real key. Now, having said all that, the Chargers had a great chance to win this game, and they blew it. I'm going to tell you where they blew it, too, with, with under two minutes to go in the game. They get down, they have a first and goal from the two. I'm remarking to some people I'm watching it with, they better run the ball. Run the ball. Take some time off the clock. Oh, no. They throw a touchdown pass. Great. Have the lead. <laughs> and Patrick Mahomes still has a minute and 45 to work with. Gang, that's an eternity for Patrick Mahomes, and he showed it, had some great completions down the field. He and Kelsey uh, were just magic last night. As a matter of fact, this is a record-setting game for Travis Kelsey. This is his 33rd 100-plus yard game in receiving, and that pushes him past Rob Gronkowski now for the lead among all-time receivers for uh, tight ends. And that's, we're talking about the receptions in a game, the total number of yards, over 100. Also had all three touchdowns that that Mahomes threw last night. Mahomes had a great night. He was 20 of 34, 329 yards, three touchdowns. Now that takes nothing away from Justin Herbert. Herbert had a big night as well. But the difference is that Herbert was sacked five times and Mahomes was not sacked at all. He they did get to him and hurried him and all that sort of thing. But in terms of pressure, hey, that's where that's where Kansas City is getting it done. These are good quarterbacks that they're playing. Justin Herbert's a very fine player. But you have to have that line in front of you helping you out, and the Chiefs defense is really putting it to them and hurrying these teams. They are, and it was really good. Uh, man, i got to tell you, Nick Bolton had some pretty good stops last night. He looked really good. Dunlap stepped up, had a really good game. I mean, it's a really, really refreshing thing to see. In years past, where we've been so dangerous offensively, and we still are, how how quick we've become on the defensive side of the ball and uh, how how good they look but you know what well in Bolton's case now you have to understand too he is, he he and Gay are working very well together in the backfield and the Chiefs are calling key blitzes at the right time uh, most of most of Bolton's danger last night was called on safety blitzes and he wasn't stopped wasn't stopped by anybody well that is what he's supposed to do <laughs> yeah. that's part of his game he led the team in tackles with 14 and that's what that a middle linebacker or outside linebacker is supposed to accomplish, and he did. He's doing it very well. He's Bolton's fine player, really fine player. So is Willie Gay. That whole linebacking crew is is pretty doggone good, but it's all set up by the disruption of Chris Jones and sometimes Frank Clark, but more more often than not, the uh, uh, Carlefis, uh, Carlefkis, it is from uh, Purdue. 
coming in there and, and doing his job as well. He's coming up big time in his rookie year, which is nice to see. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, definitely worth staying up till 1034. And uh, I slept good last night. Entertaining ball game. And with the Chiefs win, that pretty much puts the AFC West out of contention now. The Kansas City has it wrapped up. So they'll be the number one representative in the AFC West when the playoffs come up. Now, they can't slide backwards. Uh, have the Rams coming up. The Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. They're not probably going to be back to defend it because they're not all that good. But the uh, Chiefs have them coming up. They also have some rather significant games still to play. They haven't played Denver at all this year. Uh, Will, of course, in within a couple of weeks of each other. But the Broncos aren't very good. And the Raiders, the Raiders are up and down. Did get a win yesterday. But over and above all of that, the Chiefs are head and shoulders, in my opinion, above everybody else in the entire AFC and maybe in the NFC. Of course, that remains to be seen, but Kansas City's a pretty good football team. They absolutely are, but after watching some of those games yesterday, more specifically the Cowboys-Vikings game, man, anything can happen on a Sunday. What would you think about that one? Well, it's one of the games I lost with my chocolate No! <laughs> you I picked lost that one? Big. I had the Minnesota Vikings were a point-and-a-half underdog. I could not understand that. Playing at home, playing well on a winning streak. One loss. And you're one and a half points underdog to a team that's been mediocre? <laughs> There's a reason why. I got that. <laughs> well, I won't bring up any more uh, action across there the were league. Others, I don't want me. you to throw any more well, bottles at me. I'm not going to throw anything, but there. Yeah, I have to understand, gang, this is the NFL. And we've talked about it many, many times. These athletes are professional athletes. They are skilled at what they do, and anything can happen. You know that old adage, well, on any given Sunday. Well, that is true, because these are top-level athletes who can do a lot of things. They absolutely can, and, uh, you know, it's crazy. You've got a team like, for example, Buffalo, who barely makes it to the game in Detroit. Josh Allen scores, like, what, five fantasy points. Their kicker, 23 points. So anything can happen in the league, and uh, yesterday was a great example of that, Ned. And think about what the Buffalo Bills are going to do now. You know, they had to move their game from Buffalo's game with the Cleveland Browns yesterday, had to move it to Detroit because of just the horrendous snowfalls they had in Buffalo. All right. What do the Bills do? They'll pack their bags and stay right there because Thanksgiving Day, they play the Detroit Lions in that same ballpark. So why move? Why stay? Why? Heck, we're right here. We'll just make our home here. So we went over the Chiefs game. What happened in the Missouri High School football playoffs over the weekend? Actually, Southwest Missouri acquitted themselves very well. And these winners for uh, one on Friday and the rest on Saturday all advance now to the state semifinals, which is coming up this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend. In Class 5, Carthage went to Lebanon and knocked off the Lebanon Yellow Jackets. Lebanon has a really fine team. Carthage is really, really good. 35-14 was the final. Carthage won it. So Carthage moves on now to the semifinals in Class 5. In Class 4, West Plains moves on to the semifinals. They knocked off Hannibal Friday night in what had to have been a very cold West Plains, Missouri. Reed Spring in Class 3 goes to Boonville and defeats Boonville. Reed Spring into the Class 3 state semifinals. And in Class 2, you knew there'd be at least one team, and in fact, there are two. Two area Class 2 teams. One of them because Mountain View Liberty played Seneca. Seneca won. Lamar 
54 to nothing. Let's go, Lamar. Lamar is really good. They're a nine-time state champion, and they're really, really good. They have one loss on the season. One loss. (laughs) That one loss is to Seneca, and they play him again Saturday. That should be an awesome game. That will be one dandy football game. In Class 1, the uh, state representative was Marionville, and they were knocked out of it. So they are the uh, state semifinalists coming up, 5, 4, 3, and 2 classes all represented. All right, before we start talking about the uh, official college football rankings, i got a bone to pick with the KU Jayhawks. K-State wins. KU beats Texas. K-State is in the Big 12 championship against TCU. We get a chance to get revenge against a team we should have beat, but our quarterbacks went down. Didn't happen because KU just bleeped the bed. What the hell happened, Ned? Well, KU KU had been playing well all season long, maybe a little bit above their heads, but still have been playing well. Their new coach has really instilled a, a level of achievement in them but they aren't really quite there yet. They're not, not mature enough to be able to handle things, and the Longhorns go in there and, and really ripped on them pretty good. But over and above all that, Texas, or Kansas, I should say, is on the way back. Bears play them next year in, uh, in Lawrence. Be very interesting. KU is making rapid strides, and they'll be back. They'll, they'll have a bowl game this year. It'll be one of the lower levels, but they still will play in a bowl Definitely game. Definitely deserved it, and they will play the K-State Wildcats in the final regular season game. So... Um, hopefully, K-State will still make it into the Big 12 championship, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? So let's talk about higher up in the ranking area beyond my own personal uh, teams. How things looking at the top? Well, this, uh, this was really a wacko weekend. Now, when the rankings are announced tomorrow, it'll be tomorrow evening when they do the, the official bowl rankings, there probably won't be any change in the top four, although TCU was just plain fortunate. 29-28, to 28, they beat Baylor and did it in the final seconds. Number one, Georgia. Kind of a pedestrian game against Kentucky. Only beat them 16-6. to 6. Ohio State had to, had to scrap hard with Maryland. Beat them 43-30. to 30. Michigan, Michigan number three in America, really almost came out a big loser. They did hold on to come from behind and beat Illinois 19-17, to 17, but oh my goodness sake. And then you have the TCU with their one-point win. Here's the team to watch out for, and that's Southern Cal. Somebody's going to have some disruption in the top four this week because Michigan and Ohio State play each other in their big game in Columbus. And so there's going to be a loser, and that loser will probably drop out of the top four. I think Ohio State's going to be a slight favorite in this game, but over and above all that, watch out for Southern California. They have played well. They have won their way into the Pac-12 championship game against Oregon. But (laughs) here's the key. Southern Cal still has a game remaining. It's a traditional game. It's a non-conference game. The Los Angeles Coliseum will probably have about 85 or 90,000 people in there because of this traditional rivalry. Southern Cal is playing a red-hot Notre Dame team on Saturday. That'll be Saturday evening. Everybody will be watching it. Southern Cal will probably be favored and probably win the game. Notre Dame is no slouch. If they beat Southern Cal, oh my goodness sake, does that ever throw the bowl championship series into a big jumble. 
It's always crazy when we get to this point of the season and uh, with one week left until we get into the uh, conference championships, it's definitely coming down to the wire, which I love to see. As a fan of college football who just likes to watch it across the board, it's been a pretty damn good season. And I kind of and it's nice to see a changing of the guard finally, in my opinion. Well, there has been in some respects, but you still have to look at Ohio State, well, Michigan, yeah. and Georgia. These are all top, top level. All right, well, let's just say what I want to say is that Alabama is not number one right now. It's, it's moving that no, out. But they're <laughs> there. Yeah, I know. They that. have their Iron Bowl game with Auburn coming up, and Alabama will probably finish 10-2 and two on the year. That's a disaster in Alabama. Yeah, that's not good enough if you're on the uh, Crimson Tide. All right, how did the Missouri State Bears end their football season? Finally got a win. Nice. They, get, they, they actually win three of their final four games, beat Indiana State 24-7 was the final score over in Terre Haute, Indiana. But over and above all that, you have to understand that this has been a disappointing season for the Bears. We all expected them, and they expected themselves, coaching staff and players, to be a championship-level team. And they were not. And they fell before some really good teams. Like, their first conference game was against the team that's number one in America, South Dakota State. And South Dakota State, folks, is big and ornery and really tough. Bears lost to them 28-14 here in town. And then proceeded to really stumble from there on in. Finally regained their footing with a win over Western Illinois. Did come back to beat Youngstown State here last week and then finished with Indiana State. So the Bears finished at five wins, six losses, which in many respects is a pretty good season. But not what we expected, and that's a big disappointment. Hopefully things will really improve. That's what we said going into this year. But, uh... I don't even want to say it. There's always next year, Ned. Luckily for us, there's always tomorrow. I'll see you then, sir.